If you're loving the work podcast and want to support future episodes, become a loyal Patreon today. You get behind the scene photos, first look at videos, extra pod content, including the game and fan questions, plus exclusive merch too. Become a Patreon today. Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today our special guest is my very best friend, Obscenity. Today's episode is adult content, so if you are underage, look away. Hi guys, welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today I have a very special guest. This is their second time on my podcast. It's my very best friend, one of my longtime friends, Obscenity. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good, I miss you, bestie. Well, thanks for joining me today on my podcast. I am super excited to talk to you. We hardly talk anymore, girl. I feel like... We need to do better. It's, it's mostly me. I need to do better. We've been talking a little bit more lately, though. Yeah, you're right. It's just, you know, I don't know about you. I know, well, actually, I do know about you. You suffer from <laughs> depression and stuff, too. But, like, yeah. through this quarantine, has just been the worst for my anxiety. And so, yeah. even though, like, I have a lot more time on my hands, I just don't want to do anything. And, like, I don't... You, like... You like order and control, and there is no order and control right now. Yeah. And so I can understand how that would drive you absolutely crazy. It is it is insane. Yeah. And it, like, yeah. it puts you in a funk, and you, like, mm-hmm. don't want to do anything, and you don't want to talk to anybody, but you have to force yourself. I, I had to mm-hmm. force myself to call Bob, and for all of you out there who don't know who Bob is, Bob is our drag father. And, um, I talked to him literally for like an hour yesterday and I had to make myself and I love Bob, but it's just, you know, I just have not been in the mood to talk to people, but, um, I am excited to talk with you today. I'm excited to talk to you too. How have you you been through quarantine? Oh my God. Well, like you said, it's, I, I have anxiety and depression. And so my anxiety has been really, really high. Um, I've had some depression moments, but for the most part, I've been, my depression has been okay. Um, but my anxiety has been just been out of control and, um, I just got like new medicine too. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's been a lot of fun, but, um, I have been eating my feelings. I think everybody I've has. Gotten, <laughs> I've gotten the quarantine 15 twice. Girl, girl. That <laughs> like, is definitely 15 at least. 30 pounds since March. Um, I had somebody tell me, oh my gosh, did you get more face work done? Cause your cheeks look more plump. <laughs> I was like, no, you bitch. I just, <laughs> I've gained some weight. That's hilarious. Well, um, so you do drag, obviously, and yeah. um, you work at a local bar. Sometimes. Bl- sometimes. I used to. <laughs> you used to. Back before COVID. Yeah, you live in Birmingham, Alabama, and you work at a bar there, which is the one that I've worked with you mm-hmm. at. I was on 7th. I was on 7th, yes. Um, how has it been as a local entertainer? through the like figuring out and maneuvering through COVID? I mean, for me, it was difficult because I'm not a, I try to be, I'm not a big social media queen. Like I'm just not good at keeping up with content for social media. It's just cause you're old. Um, it, is, it really <laughs> is. It, 
my uh, generation. It's generational. And um, so I'm just not the, I'm not the best at it. I really do try. But um, so I've done like a, a couple of digital drag shows and stuff. And that was hard for me filming performances because I have always been the type of entertainer. When I'm, work, when I'm performing, I like to interact with the audience. Yeah. And so not having anyone to interact with, it was just really awkward. I'm like, well, what do I do? You know? Yeah. So I didn't like that. But um, we are having outdoor shows at Owls, and it's like a limited amount of people can be can come in the bar. Um, everyone face masks are required. Um, and people have been doing a great job. There's no hand-to-hand tipping. We have a bucket out if anyone wants to use cash tips, which we spray with Lysol before we handle and then um, we have our cash up and Venmo up, and we're just out there on the patio performing, which, again, is weird because you know how it is when you're performing and you're taking tips. There's that aspect is missing. Yeah, um, it, it is weird. Are, are you, like, not to get too much in your business, I know you have a day yeah. job, so you don't rely on drag, yeah. but, like, are you able to, like, make any money doing that? Like, has it really, like, affected a lot on your money? Um, well, so for the longest time, I wasn't making any money in, with drag because I was just, and I just had my day job. Um, and drag was a large part of my income, actually. So I struggled for a while during all of this. So to get to work again with these outdoor shows, um, any money helps right yeah. now. It is less money than what I was making um, as far as tips go, but I'm not complaining about that. I'm grateful for what I'm making right now. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that y'all are working, girl. I'm Sitting in the house, just you know, trying to, to <laughs> do whatever I can do here. You've been busy on Twitch and stuff, though. I, you know, like we, you know, how our relationship is. I'm like, um, I might send you a video, you might watch it, I might see something you've done or whatever. But we don't like, we're, we don't just like avidly follow everything that each other does. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching your Twitch videos, and I love them. They're so much fun. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, Twitch is something new for us. We're we're. Testing out the waters. Um, we'll, and we'll talk more about this later on, which is uh, the our love for the arts, which actually this airs. We're, we're filming this on Sunday. Um, this comes out tomorrow, um, which is Monday. So if you're listening, it's Monday. Um, and so, <laughs> and this interview is coming out on Monday. Yes, this interview comes Yay. out tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. And so, oh, wow. and so um, on Tuesday, uh, which is tomorrow... If you're listening to this, um, we're airing our first episode of Love for Love for the Arts digital competition on my Twitch. So you go to uh, Twitter. I said Twitter. Oh my gosh, to Twitch and look up my profile, which is Trinity the Tuck official, and um, you can watch it for free. Uh, if you would like to subscribe, that definitely helps with future content. So we appreciate that. Um, but I'll I'll make some announcements later on. I want to talk about, so you, you have a day job and you've been at this job for a while and the place that you work is iconic in Birmingham, especially with the, the gay community. Um, I remember going there to get tested uh, when I lived there. I remember going to your bingo shows whenever you were doing them for charity mm-hmm. uh, to raise money. I, I remember uh, just them doing free testing at the bars um, mm-hmm. so you work for a nonprofit called Birmingham AIDS Outreach, right? Yes. Yes. And we, we, we say BAO now. We, um, and, um, because of the whole stigma behind AIDS, um, and I'm think that I know there's been talks about them changing the name, just changing it to like Birmingham, um, active outreach or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, 
but we just we've shortened it to just BAO. Okay. Well, yeah. um, tell me what your job is there. What do you do? So I work in education and um, testing, actually. So um, before COVID, I would go and do HIV 101 lectures at places. Um, and then, of course, I, I gave um, an HIV 101, a, a shorter version of that, when we did testing events and stuff. So any person that got tested got education with their testing. Um, and we would tell them, you know, like the basics of HIV and that kind of stuff. And that's what we still do. So since COVID, um, you know, we couldn't have anyone in their building. Um, so we started doing uh, curbside services for all of our clients, for the client services that we do there. Because um, we offer monthly food boxes and things, different services for people living with HIV, um, legal services, uh, counseling services, and all this other stuff. Um, so what we were missing was testing. We needed to get back into the testing field. So we created a drive-through testing uh, situation in our parking lot um, where people just drive through. Um, they fill out paperwork. Um, we use a new pen for every single person. Like we don't use the pens twice. Uh, the pens get um, I think we're doing something with recycling them. And then um, they fill out the paperwork. We do an oral swab for HIV and then a take-home kit that tests for um, gonorrhea, chlamydia, trichomoniasis, and mycoplasma genitalium, which are four common STIs. Oh, wow. So you're, like, yeah. sending these people home to, like, figure it out themselves. <laughs> well, it comes with instructions. It does. It comes with instructions. Very... The, the instructions, actually, my friend and I, we took the instructions that came with, like, the swabs and stuff that, that we use, and we simplified them to, like, the most basic, easy steps. Yeah, because yeah, like, you're in Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so then, we, you know, we started that, and then um, we were missing, so we go, like, okay, we've got testing back up. What about education? And for me, I'm so very passionate about the education, because that's how you, with educating people is how you help fight the stigma of living with HIV, and so um, I had the idea, well, they, they approached me about doing a drag queen story time. And I was like, no, 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 no. Children should not be exposed to someone named obscenity and vice versa. Right. So, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> I totally got it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, well, I, I was like, no, I don't want to do drag queen story time. And then I, I had the idea and I was like, you know what? I will do something as obscenity for the agency. Um, Cause like, you know, I, I still like to, to do things as a senior working there now, I don't get to do them as much. Um, so I wanted to do these HIV 101 videos. And so I filmed three of them so far uh, for the agency. Where can they find these um, HIV videos? They're on my social media, at Confessing Sin on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then um, it's at Birmingham AIDS Outreach on Facebook, I believe. And then on Instagram, I think it's at B-A-O-B-H-M. And so these are like educational videos on like yeah. misinformation or, or yeah. what exactly is in them? Uh, everything. Um, so these are a little more in depth uh, than even the lectures that I used to give uh, because we were able to use um, special effects and graphics and stuff to, to, to give the information. Um, so they cover everything. They cover how HIV is transmitted, how you can prevent the spread of HIV, um, what bodily fluids transmit HIV, the difference between HIV and AIDS. Um, so we talk about PrEP and PEP and them. Um, and we talk about U equals U, which is a big thing right now. Um, and do you know what that is? Undetectable equals untransmittable. 
Yes, I do know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. But but actually, but for for the audience that that is listening, let's talk about some of the misinformation about um, HIV and AIDS. Because okay. um, so, you're you're so you're so good at, like knowledgeable about all of this, and you have even before you worked for this company. But um, I definitely want you to explain like some of the most common misinformation. So with the lectures that I do, we get a lot of questions, and there I started figuring out. You know, I was getting a lot of the same questions, and so um, some of the most common myths I've found: um, people don't know the difference between HIV and AIDS, and um, there's three phases of HIV. There's the um, acute phase, which happens within the first few months. And then there's the asymptomatic phase, which happens, uh, can happen, takes years to happen. And the AIDS phase comes after that. So like people don't realize that AIDS, I'm sorry, HIV is the virus that causes AIDS, but you have to have HIV for a long time, uh, for a good seven to eight, 10 years or so. Um, before it could ever develop into AIDS, like usually with a healthy immune system. Wow. So the body can actually fight the virus for a long time. But the medication now, so another common myth um, that I've found is that people don't understand what the medication is that the medication causes the virus to stop what it's doing and go into hiding. So the virus is not active. For people who are take their medication every day, the virus, um, the viral load goes down, the virus is not active, and it's so it makes them untransmittable. The virus will not transmit to other people as long as so, they continue to take their medication every day. So if somebody is undetectable, they cannot transfer the, the virus to anyone else? No. And that's, as I mean, obviously use, use safe sex, but if yeah. someone was to not use protection and that, you know, by accident or a condom rips or something like that, yeah. then, then, um, then it's, it cannot be transferred. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Okay. And it's a proven thing. They did a study for 15 years and they said they tested all these, pe- these couples and one of the partners had to be, um, positive and one of and undetectable and the other partner had to be negative. And the results from that were outstanding. Um, but they, a few of the negative partners contracted HIV, but they did research to find out that some of the partners, the, the positive partners, had stopped taking their medicine, so they, uh, the virus, you know, started started being active again, so it made them contagious. Mm. And then, like I know, somebody cheated, like there was uh, instances of cheating where they got it from someone else, but none of the ones that maintained their unsexual status transmitted to their partner. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Um, and then another one that I always get is um, the five bodily fluids that you can get HIV from. People still think you can get it from saliva. And so the thing about saliva is there can be trace amounts of HIV in there, but it's so rare, so small that you would have to drink gallons and gallons and gallons of someone's saliva to get HIV. Ew, so okay. unless you do that, you're fine. But the five bodily fluids that you can get HIV from are blood, semen, which includes pre and post ejaculate, um, vaginal fluid, anal fluid, and breast milk. Anal fluid? Yes. And that is not feces. You know, your anus your anus creates a lubricant to help you go to the bathroom. Oh, wow. I had no yeah. idea about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. I did learn something today. See? Look at that. <laughs> well, um, thank you for educating uh, everyone here that's listening yeah. on the work podcast. If they want to learn more information, definitely okay. go... Go follow me your... on social media. Feel free to message me. I'm always happy to talk to people, um, especially newly diagnosed people. Um, I'm, I, um, 
uh, like to help guide care and things like that. But it's another part of my job, and that's something I really like to do. And your social media, again, is Confessing Sin on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. So I want to move on to a topic um, called Hot Topics. Mm, Hot Topics. And um, the first, I have two hot topics that I want to talk about today. The first one is, have you heard about what's happening with Ellen DeGeneres? And I was reading a, a, another article about it today. So, um, the way that Ellen presents herself on TV, she's like this really funny, laid back, um, kind, mm-hmm. generous person who, you know, is easy to talk to. But apparently, that is all a lie. Apparently, she's got a mean streak. I would so, reach out to so a lot of the stuff that's going on with her, though, you know, is uh, a lot of the allegations are being made against people like executive producers and uh, the head writer and things like that. But the most that's the most that's been said about Ellen herself is that she doesn't like people to talk to her. Like she was uh, like employees are told not to approach her and that she does have a mean streak and likes to pick a new person to hate often. What? Did you read you- that? No, uh, she likes yeah. to pick a new person to hate. Yeah, like she's one of those people like, oh, I don't like that guy anymore. You know, it's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he he didn't give me the, the strawberry uh, donuts today. I don't like him. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's crazy. Well, I was reading that she um, is considering... Well, I've heard three different things. I've heard that she is considering um, canceling her show. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the producers are considering canceling her show and replacing her with someone else. And I've also heard... Yeah, I heard that. And then I also heard... I saw a tweet today from one of the producers that said, no, not going to happen. Nothing's changing. Um, Like, Ellen is not going anywhere. So I'm confused on, like, what's really happening with the Ellen show. I was reading... I read a Forbes article today, and I read a... It was like Daily Mail or something, but I read that she had somewhere, somehow said that she wasn't quitting. Yeah, I mean, so, she probably makes too much money, but but she's going to have to address it somehow. She's going to have well, to address yeah, it. And to be like this Be Kind um, campaign that she has, to have that Be Kind campaign, and to know that you create a toxic work environment, what that, that says a lot about your as a person. Yeah, I mean, like, clearly, like, the Be Kind is just for, for publicity and money. Yeah. Um, it was probably what, something someone that works for her came up with. It, I would hate you know, to like, be like I would hate to be uh, an employee because uh, what I think happened is is that they were having issues with the employees were having issues with not knowing if they had a job anymore because they couldn't get in touch with anyone due to COVID, yeah. and and so that kind of like started to snowball the like people coming out and telling the truth about what's happening at the Ellen show. Yeah, so, and their pay got cut. I read yeah. that, that their pay got cut, and they weren't told ahead of time. That's that's so crazy. Anyway, I hope it all gets sorted out. If if she has been this way, she needs to definitely um, pay some reparations to her employees or something, because yeah, that, that's not okay. The next yeah. topic I want to talk about, and uh, I know that you'll appreciate this, uh, Netflix has always been known to be like 
family friendly. Like you can go watch pretty much um, comedies and horror movies, basically any movie that's been out like on in the mainstream. Well, recently I stumbled upon a movie called Love, and girl, this movie is basically like a straight up porno, but like with acting and like real acting and stuff. So I had not heard of it yet, but you told me about it, and I went and watched the opening scene, which is an awkward 10 minutes of straight-on sex. Girl, and, it, and it's like, okay, so Zoe Kravitz, um, she's like the daughter of Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. It's the main lead male actor is her husband called, his name's Carl Glussman, and bitch, he is hot. Is he the one in the opening scene? Yeah, he's the one in the oh, opening scene. Oh, yes, he is hot. He is hot. He and has a beautiful penis. I mean... Because <laughs> you see it yeah, in oh, detail. It is beautiful, and you see it up close, and you see, like, the finish and everything. Like, yeah. I can't believe this. I can't believe Netflix has this on their, their... I mean, it is straight up pornography. Yeah. And the opening scene is straight up pornography. I can't believe it. I mean, I heard about this from Leo's sister, who is a lesbian. I don't know why she was looking at penises, but um, <laughs> but maybe they were like trying to size up, you know, toys. But well, um, I mean, there's not woman penis in this too. Oh no, well, yeah, there's there was a. Well, um, I have to watch the rest of it. You've already seen all of it, right? No, I didn't. Need, I I can't bear to watch the whole thing. I I find like oh, I find yeah, like watch the whole thing. No, I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. No, I can't. More than once. <laughs> I can't bring myself to watch like a like a serious movie that is based around like that. Like if I want, if I was gonna watch, yeah, if I was gonna watch that, I'd rather just watch straight up porn. But like, I don't know. If after you watch it, tell me if it's a good movie or not. Like, cause I just I don't know. If I, could, I, I don't I don't think I could get through it. Like. I mean, like, he's, he's, he's literally figuring vagina in the beginning of yeah. the, the thing. Like, I watched his um, finish twice. I'm sure, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. You probably took screenshots. <laughs> um, so, craziness. Definitely let me know how it goes. I heard that there's I another... I want to just talk about it as a hot topic, but then you're like, watch the movie and let me know how it is. Yeah, I want to... I, 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 I just <laughs> think it's... disturbing to you. Yeah, I think it's just interesting <laughs> that Netflix has that on their program. But there's another movie, I don't know the name of it, but there's another movie apparently that's similar, mm-hmm. like that it's very vulgar like that. Um, mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is, but um, Netflix is, is <coughs> stepping up their pussy in, you know, point intended. Um... And I told you about this. I'm loving Shudder right now because we both love scary movies. And Shudder has some originals, and I am in, in love with them. There are some scary, scary movies. I you told me about, about Z. So good. That movie Z. Z. Is scary. It's just the letter Z. It is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And then The Room. There's a movie called The Room. And it, there's I- so many twists and turns in the end. You're like, what? Okay, so without giving away the movie, what exactly is this movie based about? So they buy this old house. They're moving out of the city into the country, and they buy this old house. And basically, they don't look, see the house when, before they buy it. Like, they see oh. the photographs. Okay. And they get there, and there's this 
all this junk piled up in front of this one wall in the uh, upstairs hallway. And so they clear all the junk out, and they find this huge door. And so they find the key to the door, they open it, and there's just this room in there. And then they find out that the room will give them anything they want. Okay, so don't tell me anymore. I, I've got to okay. watch this. We're going to watch this. I'm going to make Leo watch it tonight. Right? Oh, my God, it's so good. It's okay, so, so good. Okay, well, which one do you like better? You like Z or a room better? Um, Z for the scariness, the room for the... The, the mindfuck of it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Um, I want to move on to our next topic, which is um, something you have a lot of experience at. Uh, <laughs> and it's called Sex Talk 101. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, if you haven't um, gathered by now, this is not a podcast episode for uh, little children. <laughs> I will repeat, children <laughs> should not be exposed to someone named obscenity and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. And vice versa. That should be a t-shirt. I love that. <laughs> it should. You should make uh, merch. I thought about getting that one done. Yeah. <clears throat> That's really funny. So, um... Last time I had you on my podcast, I had a ton of listeners message me saying, oh my gosh, the episode with Obscenity is hilarious. It's one of my favorites. Um, her stories about sex are so funny. So I wanted to bring you back to talk about more of your sex because you, your like, sex stories are literally iconic. And <laughs> So let me just say really quick, because um, after that podcast aired... I had a lot of your fans message me and tell me that that was one of their favorite ones so far and um, that they loved it. And I wanted to say thank you because that was to you and them uh, because that meant a lot to me. It was very, it was because that was so much fun. So, yeah. Oh, well, good. <laughs> let's talk about sex, baby. Okay. So, um, have you ever experimented with a girl? Because I know, like, I am a gold star gay. Like, I, I'm, I ain't never come close to a vagina. Uh -uh. Um, no, so... I'm gold star. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with vagina out there. I know that, no. you know, there's a ton of <laughs> listeners with vaginas. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, you make the world a better place. I just don't want to touch it, okay? Uh-uh. No. Uh, um, I love women. I love women. I love what they do. I think they're so strong, like, to, to carry a child and give birth and all that. Like, it's insane. But I just cannot... Do that. I saw tell you a funny story when I was a, when I came up to my grandmother in my early twenties. Um, we were in the car one day, and she was trying to get me to experiment with a girl. She was like, "Just do it one time for me. Just have sex with a girl. Just try it. You might like it. Just try it out." And I was like, "I can't do that. And I'm not going to do it." She goes, "Come on, just do it for me." And finally, I said, "All right, I'll make a deal with you." And she got excited, like her face like lit up. I said, "I'll have sex with a girl." If you have sex with a girl. <laughs> and she's like, I can't do that. I was like, neither can I. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, sounds like those stories you hear of like families uh, trying to hire a sex worker for their gay son to like yeah. try, try to make them straight. Yeah. So one time I had, um, she had gone out of town and I was living with her because I moved in with her after my grandfather passed away. And she had gone out of town for something. And I had gone out with a, a friend of mine that I worked with, a girl, and she came back to the house and stayed the night in one of the other rooms. Well, she left her earrings on the nightstand, and my grandmother found them when she got back in town and thought that I had that I had a girl over and had sex with her and was so excited. 
crushed when she found out that it, nothing happened. Was this after you had came out to her? Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, <laughs> you had already... You had already had sex with like five of your cousins, three of their no, friends. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! We're not going to talk about that story. Um, I'm joking. I was okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, so, when was your first time ever seeing a penis? So I don't. Um, I remember seeing mine right after I was born, and like being obsessed with it. No, um, I remember in the third grade wanting to compare penises with another boy and he we did and we got caught in gym class and got in trouble but i mean i have memories as early as the third grade that's crazy wanting to see penises (laughs) when was the next time um probably like the next day knowing me (laughs) (laughs) it was not right after the gym teacher left oh i thought left the principal's office (laughs) oh my god (laughs) <laughs> I'm so I'm choking on water. <laughs> Are you okay? You gonna make it? Hold your I'm hands g- in the air. Put your hands in the air. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, so um I can't remember the first time I ever saw a penis. I think it was probably um when my little brother because me and my little brother didn't live together. We weren't raised together. He was, we we're half brothers and he was raised by his grandmother. I was raised by our mother's mother. My, so both of our grandmothers. Um, and I think like whenever I was really young, like we took baths together. So like that's the first time I ever saw him, but that was like not in any way like sexual at all. Um, yeah. But I compared with my cousins, but that was never sexual. Like we didn't do anything. We didn't touch each other. We just compared. Like we were little kids, though. Like little boys will do that. I don't remember like ever just comparing penis. That sounds uh, so strange. Well, that was my way of getting to see it. I'm like, well, I'll show you mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just see you as a little kid. Hey, you want to see my penis? <laughs> that would totally be you. Um, but you always got consent. <laughs> I did. I never did anything without consent. Um, so, uh, I want to know, like, a funny story if you've ever gotten caught having sex. Oh, so, I have gotten caught pleasuring myself by my aunt once, and that Really? You're in completion. Oh, no! So, I threw the covers over me when she walked in the room, and, um... I had to get up and change the sheets. What did she say? Uh, nothing. So, like, we just acted like it didn't happen. We never spoke about it. Did she, did she, but she knew that what you were doing. Yeah. It was very obvious what I was doing when she walked in the room. Because like, oh, when she walked no. in the room, I was naked with the covers thrown back on the bed. And but now I've gotten things like now, like, once I'm at a bar, I thought I was being slick. And I went out to my car with this guy that I met. And I, this was after a show, so I was in drag. And I was parked in the back behind the bar. And so I went back there and gave him head. And afterwards, I was like, well, I'll just drive my car around to the front because it's the end of the night and there's parking spaces up there now. So I got to carry my stuff out. So I walk back, get out of my car at the front, and I see the manager standing outside smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, oh, just moving my car around to the front. You know, like I feel like I just walked around the back and got my car. 
I get in the dressing room and look in the mirror, and I have red lipstick all over my face. Like, it was um, on my nose, oh. my cheeks. It was weird. It was very obvious what I had just done. What did he say to you? Nothing. He just laughed at me when I walked by, and I thought, well, that wasn't very nice. And <laughs> I walked in, and he looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Is that the only time you've ever gotten caught at, like, a job or something? Um, yeah. well, yeah. no. <laughs> Remember the yacht club, the, the uh, dressing room we had outside, the storage shed dressing room? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I had sex in that one time on Raquel Station. <gasps> what? And it's when that guy Bryce owned it, and he walked in on me having sex with someone on Raquel Station, and says, do you guys need anything? And then closed the door and walked away. Wow. Yeah. Did, did, did he say anything to you after that? No, he never did. I don't, at least I don't think he did. Wow. But the funniest part about that story is, is like the next weekend, we all, me and you and Raquel were in the dressing room getting ready for the show. And Raquel's like, what the hell is that? What, all my shit's in the floor. And I just started laughing hysterically. And neither <laughs> one of you knew what the hell I was laughing about. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we probably thought you were drunk or, or something. Who I probably was, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you probably were. That is one thing that quarantine has done for me that's good, though, is I don't drink anymore. I've stopped drinking. Oh, that's good. I yeah. um, It's actually one thing that quarantine has um, done for me as well. I do drink now. Um, <laughs> your, your box wine. My box wine, yeah. I love a good box wine. Um... Have you ever messaged... Actually, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Have you ever messaged, like, on accident, like, one of your friends or somebody that you know or, like, a, a work acquaintance, like, on Craigslist <laughs> or Grinder or something and not realize it was them until later? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, rem I, rem I kind of vaguely remember, but you remember more than me, so... You, well, sometimes some things. I remember the things I want to remember. But yeah, yeah. And well, so this is one that really it was really awkward. Was I have a stepbrother who is out now, but before he was out, um, we I think he had responded to like an ad I posted on Craigslist or something. This is a long time ago. And um, when I realized it was my stepbrother, I was like, uh, "This is your brother. We should stop communicating right now." Like, like, <laughs> and, I, and I texted him. I was like, "Uh." But it's fine. Like, everything was fine. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so weird. Happened, but um, it was a really awkward situation because um, nudes had been exchanged. Oh, no. But he was your stepbrother. Okay. But this is the good thing. This is what I do. I have, I'm one of those people, like I, can, like I said, I remember what I want. I don't remember anything about that. So, like, I forgot that part. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember anything. But I do, I do remember that that it happened, but I don't remember the specific, like, I don't, like, yeah. Were, was, like, <laughs> Thanksgiving or anything, like, awkward after that? <laughs> no, 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 it was fine. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds crazy. My well, is there... Is awesome. He's a really cool guy, and, um, yeah, I, I love him. <laughs> well, is there any other, like, funny or interesting sex stories that you have for, before we move on? Um, well, you've asked about, like, embarrassing moments, so I'm... And I might have told the story the last time. I just thought I just remembered that. But I will admit it's one of my favorites. And it's my walk of shame story. So I had hooked up with this guy after a show. Um, he said he needed a ride back to his hotel because he was in town. So I gave everybody a ride back. And I stayed in drag. And um, 
gave him one of my world famous um, oral exams. And um, afterwards, like I didn't have any makeup left on my face. It wasn't like the lipstick last time, but this was just no makeup left on my face or on my mouth. And then I had to walk out of the hotel lobby and the lobby was full of people. Like a bus had just let out and I was in a black wig with a black dress, black fishnets, black leather heels. I think you did tell this last time. Oh my God. And I had to walk past all those people looking like a straight up prostitute with five o'clock shadow. I mean, I believe it. I mean, you normally have a five o'clock shadow in drag anyway, but... (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that video with Vanessa where um, she was pretending to be me and she was making fun of my vlogs that I did? And then I came in and I was supposed to be her. And I said, oh, your makeup looks great. I can't see your beard. She goes, really? I can see yours. Oh, my gosh. She's she's so good at reading. Too bad she didn't do drag anymore. But I know. <laughs> she would she would win a reading challenge, hands down. Down. Okay, so I want to move on to our next topic, which is called Drag Race Rundown. And um, I don't want to talk about, like, Drag Race US because we, or All Stars, because that's already over. Um, yeah. Have you been watching um, Drag Race Canada? Oh, my God. Drag Race Canada. You do? Yes, I love Drag Race Canada. The contestants on there are so good, and I, my only, I do have complaints about it. I wish that I wish that the um, that like Brooklyn and the other judges got to just be themselves when they were talking because they try to act too much like Rue and do the same jokes and stuff. Yeah, but um, but the contestants are amazing, and I am Team Jimbo. <laughs> I love Jimbo. I love Jimbo. Jimbo is hilarious. So, um, this last episode was the Snatch Game. Snatch Game. Yeah, it was one of my favorite Snatch Game episodes. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you have not watched it, you might want to skip through this a little bit. Um, (laughs) but Jimbo and Lemon slayed the Snatch Game. You said that you liked, whose else's? I don't remember her name. Was it Rita Vega? She did, um, Mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, Edith P.S. Yes, but you probably don't know about Edith Piaf, but she was Edith Piaf, and it was hysterical. Like, I loved her part. I just wasn't into it. I mean, I guess I just, because I didn't know who that was, but I just, I was not into it. I really liked Lemons, and I really, I mean, obviously, Jimbo won. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jimbo was hilarious. That joke about, um, when she said to Liza, do you miss your mother here, small my fingers? Oh my my God. God. That was so (laughs) gross. People always tell me I'm really quick-witted and stuff. I wish I was that quick-witted. Like, I don't feel like I could ever be that funny. (laughs) Like, she, that was, because to come up with that that quickly, that was good. You sound like you're in a hole. Do I? Okay, you sound fine now. For some reason, it was was going into a hole. It sounded like you were in a hole. Anyway. Yeah, so Jimbo is really hilarious. Um, I I like, I, think, uh, I like Lemon a lot. Lemon was the one that did the the little girl, right? She did the little girl, and I also yeah. didn't know who that was, but it was funny. It was very funny, yeah. She, like, she stayed in character the entire time and did not stop, so she was hilarious. I, the one person that I was really disappointed in... Um, their Snatch Game character because I just expected them to do really well was Priyanka. I was too. I was really disappointed in her because she's really funny and that was a great character. So it was just, it was a very, it was a big letdown for me. I felt bad for her because you could tell in her face 
she knew it was not working. Yeah. Well, but there were it, so many things she could have said. Oh, so many. What, what happens is when you're in that situation and you already know, you start off being bad at it. Yep. It's hard to gain your momentum again. And she just was, she just had like accepted that she was defeated. Like, see, that's how I get. And see, that's my, one of my biggest fears about ever being on Drag Race is I know that the first time I get in my head, and you see me do it, first time I get in my head, that's it. It's a downward spiral from that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always been my fear of if, we're, if ever getting on Drag Race is to have a moment like that. So Drag Race, put her on. You'll have a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be I'll good be TV. Tears in every confessional. In tears yeah. in every confessional. I'm an emotional Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You'll be, you'll be good TV. I want to remind all of the uh, listeners, uh, if you want extra pod content, go to my Patreon after this. Uh, for the, the fan questions and the game, um, you can always get extra content there. And um, also a reminder, tomorrow, Tuesday, August 4th, we start our first episode of Love for the Arts Digital Competition. So go there at 7.30 p.m. Eastern to watch. It's going to be so, so good. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Like, um, tell them your... Uh, your Instagram handle and stuff like that, but also if you have anything else that you want to announce. Um, no, I don't have anything, anything up right. Drag is kind of on hold for me right now just because I'm just doing these weekend, these outside shows and stuff. Like I'm not making any plans for anything at this moment. Plus I've gained so much weight that I'm like, if I'm going to do anything, I've got to lose weight before I do it. But yeah. uh, people can find me on social media. I'm on at confessing sin, um, on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And go check out the HIV 101 videos. They're on my Instagram TV. Um, and there's also, I did a couple of um, uh, performance videos that I did at the start of quarantine. I did one of Fancy, um, my Reba, because, you know, I do my Reba. And then I did a Neon Moon by Casey Musgraves, and I used my Moon prop from EOI. And it's a really cool video. I'm very proud of it. So people should go check that out. Yeah. If, for the listeners that don't know, uh, Obscenity is one of the world's best Reba impersonators. Go check her out on her social media. She's really, really good. Um, you will love. Go follow. Um, anyway, I want to leave you with one thing that my grandmother used to always tell me. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, come sit by me. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.